This podcast is sponsored by UL Firefighter Safety Research Institute. In today's modern fire environment, people have three minutes or less to escape a house fire. Fire is getting faster. But smoke alarms are getting smarter. For more information on smoke alarm technology advancements and resources to share with the public, visit smokealarms.ul.org. a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. Happy Friday, everyone. Today's episode is called Decon Challenge, so I'm going to go over some things in regards to doing some decon on scene and even when you're done with the fire back at the station. So let's get started with it. Studies have shown that inhalation or absorption of carcinogens is how firefighters are most likely exposed to cancer risk. Exposure can come from direct contact with the skin to dirty gear, including gear removal or indirect contact by off-gassing. While there's a wider awareness of the danger that dirty gear represents to firefighters, it's still the prevailing cultural and work norms that more often determine when firefighters don their gear and how that gear is maintained. Peer pressure and organizational imperatives will override safety culture in many instances. In today's episode, I'll discuss what the research shows about carcinogens and what we can do about it. I'll make the case for a change in mindset regarding the badge of honor mentality and provide some strategies to help lower the risk of cancer from needless continued exposure. In order to effectively attack a problem, we first need to understand the situation. Currently, our beliefs and behaviors as firefighters related to cleaning and decontaminating our bunker gear after a fire is an essential first step in devising an effective plan of attack to reduce risks. We face substantial risks of exposure to carcinogens and other toxins uh, within our job. It's just inherent. And as I mentioned in the intro, these risks result most often from absorption through the skin, during a fire or inhalation of off-gassing particles from contaminated bunker gear during removal. A recent study examined firefighter attitudes, norms, and perceived barriers to field decontamination processes. Data for the study was collected from a survey of 482 firefighters from four South Florida fire departments. So let's take a look at the results. 
they found that firefighter attitudes were overwhelmingly favorable toward cleaning gear. However, actual firefighter decontamination and cleaning behaviors didn't follow at the same level. They discovered that firefighters only showered about 64% of the time within an hour after their fire response. 10% reported they never or only rarely showered immediately after a fire. Other recommended uh, decontamination steps occurred only sometimes or even less frequently. Routine cleaning of bunker gear back at the station should be a standard practice, but only 15% of firefighters reported doing this regularly. Hood swap and field decontamination practices were still considered a, quote, new practice and not practiced for every instance after a fire. Firefighters reported high levels of concern about the time it took to clean gear and the negative impact of having wet gear on job performance. They also discovered that peer influence may still also adversely impact individual post-fire cleaning behavior. So basically what that means is people are wearing all that soot, all that crap as the badge of honor. The dirty gear means you're a salty guy and you're a badass fireman, right? Well, that's got to change, guys. If you want to take a closer look and more critical look at the result of this study, by the way, I've put uh, all the information in the show notes. I'm going to I'm going to bring up a few different studies and you'll find the information to those studies in the show notes, as well as some pretty cool videos that I'm going to share with you later on. The links to those will also be in the show notes. The key takeaways I got by reading this study and the information that I just shared with you was that we fully recognize the benefit of post-fire cleaning and decon. However, Getting us to act on this knowledge is a whole other task. There are really two identifiable challenges to overcome with this. Number one, the perceived norm among our peers that dirty gear is a status symbol. And number two, the barriers that may inhibit the adoption of decon practices. So things like not having buy-in from admin or being shut down on scene when you're trying to actively set up a decon area. And these are just a few examples that I'd be interested in hearing what you all are dealing with out there in regards to roadblocks, if any. I'll pose some questions about this in the Facebook group, but I'd love for any of you out there listening to this that are having some uh, issues come to mind as I talk about it, if you would post your questions or comments and get the discussion going. Something that was stated from one of the study's co-authors was that cultural artifacts that are visible and tangible, like dirty gear, carry a sense of machismo and signify reliability, knowledge, expertise, and professionalism. Like I said, that comes from one of the study co-authors of the research titled Resilience, Culture Change, and Cancer Risk Reduction in a Fire Rescue Organization, Clean Gear as the New Badge of Honor. If that title doesn't tell you exactly what the research is about, then I don't really know what else will. (laughs) The interesting dichotomy discussed in this research is something that we can look around and see with individuals within our own organizations. While we understand the increased risk and probability of contracting cancer, we still think we're awesome for having grimy gear. We still think we're these badass firefighters. I remember uh, Dirty Helmets was like the, the... status symbol of the fire department. The the grimier and grosser your helmet was, the more badass firefighter you were. Well, now it's kind of becoming uh, the more dirty your helmet is, the more ridiculous 
you look because you do not give a crap about your health, let alone the health of the people that you work next to. According to the study that I just mentioned, 20% of us are still clinging to that archaic idea that dirty gear makes us look more badass. The good news is that view is changing. The more we see people walking around with soot and grime all over their gear, like I said, the more we know that they either A, retain this old way of thinking, or B, might not be aware of the image that they're putting out and the science behind it. We have to inform our people in an active way. We can't just focus on changing a cultural practice without also addressing our organization's work policies and procedures. Yeah, we need to address immediate needs, but we also need to put effort into addressing long-term health as well. Most firefighters acknowledge the hazard posed by dirty gear, but that alone won't change behavior unless we're given the time and resources to make clean gear a priority. Ultimately, the most effective way to change this way of thinking is through leading by example and peer influence. Get the information out there and put it into practice. Like I said, I've got a couple of video links that I, I've shared in the show notes that you can click and watch. And they have some great examples of how carcinogens and particulates transfer from dirty bunker gear. These are great videos that you can share with your crew. I highly suggest you take the time to do it. One of them is five minutes and the other one I think is 25 minutes. So it's like 30 minutes. I encourage you to take that 30 minutes out of your 24 or 48 hour shift and watch these videos with your crew. Spread the word and become informed at just how important it is to keep your gear and yourself clean. One of these videos is really cool. If they use like a, um, like a glowing particulate, it's kind of like a powder that they, that they spray on uh, a guy in his bunker gear to kind of simulate soot and things that you would collect on your gear during a fire. And so they go through their process. Um, they don't actually do a decon with it. I, I'd be interested to see how it works in a decon setting. But so what they do is they, they, they kind of puff this, this powder on them and they just go through the steps they would take after a fire. They take their gear off. They put it on the truck. They touch doors. They go through the station as if they were just normally behaving. Um, but it's interesting to see because they take a special light and they, and they bring it around and they show you the extent of that exposure. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of sickening though too, <laughs> but it is definitely something you want to pay attention to. And I highly recommend you guys watch it. But in the meantime, Here's some quick things that we can do on scene to help mitigate the additional risk. Uh, and these are in order, guys. These things, I'm, these steps I'm going to share with you are in order. So what good is all of this information without putting it into practice, right? So these are five steps that you can take on your next fire to make sure that you decon as best you can. So let's start with step one. Use PPV fans. Now, this doesn't mean to like do positive pressure ventilation on a structure. This means while still breathing air through your SCBA, stand in front of a PPV fan for a short period of time. Kind of rotate, turn your body. Obviously, you want to make sure that you aren't blowing these particulates and all the debris into a clean area. But this helps not only remove particulates off your gear that could be reactivated by using the water when you hose your gear off, but it helps disperse toxic 
it helps disperse toxic vapors as well. So all that stuff that's off gassing, it, uh, it shoes that away. So the next time you think to set up a red line or some other system of hosing off your crewmates, set up a PPV van to first blow off all that gunk. Um, because as you know, when you hose yourself off, the water reactivates the chemical. And so it just makes it more of an exposure. So blow that stuff off with a PPV van, PPV fan <laughs> first, blow that stuff off first. Then step two, hose it off. Use a small booster line or even a garden hose with a spray nozzle. That'll work too. But uh, spray off each other. The goal here isn't to saturate your gear, but to spray off all that caked on grime. Uh, to spray off all the stuff that the PPV fan didn't blow off. Number three. Number three is going to be a little bit newer of a practice. Um, number three is collect hoods. Now, I know at my organization, we have at least one, maybe some of us even have two extra hoods that we can swap through uh, after a fire. So after you go through those first two uh, decontamination stations, I'm not saying spray your, your hood, uh, but you want to take it off and put it to the side. When you're completely done with all your work, by the way, you're obviously not going to be doing decon and then going right back into the fire. Um, the, the hood collection adds responsibility. So let those safety officers and company officers earn that money they make. So let's, let's task them with the responsibility as well. Uh, these people should collect the hoods of those who've just completed step two, right? Hosing off. If you've got to go back into the IDLH after completing step two, then you should be donning a fresh and clean hood. Don't put that dirty, grimy, gross thing that's already been exposed back on your face. I know at my organization, we have, like I said, at least one additional hood that we can swap out if the other one gets dirty. But since the statistics show that cancer around the neck is a common place where cancer shows up, uh, it's, it's really important to be cognizant of keeping this area free from particulates. All the collected hoods should be bagged and then laundered as soon as possible so that they're ready for the next event. And I understand that the logistics of this seem a little involved, but keep in mind, the goal is to help those in the moment who are actually directly involved in the incident so don't be worried about the needs of the possible next event. Deal with what's happening now. Number four, use baby wipes. Baby wipes typically won't have harmful chemicals in them that would add to the problem. So keep baby wipes on your apparatus for after the fire. And once you've been PPV'd, hosed off, and your hood has been collected, Use the baby wipes on your hands, your neck, and your face. Wipe it all. Wipe all that stuff off. Even if you don't uh, particularly see any physical, you know, remnants on your on your hands or on your face or whatever, just wipe yourself off anyway. And obviously, don't use the same baby wipe for all three areas. Come on, guys. Use a new wipe for every area. Okay. Number five. Take a cold shower. Once back at the station, take a cold shower. So why a cold shower, you might ask? If you were to take a hot steamy shower, that would open up your pores and invite those toxins in. You take a cold shower and it closes up those pores 
That way you can wash off anything that may be trying to hang out. Um, I know some guys will, after a fire, go do a workout and, and sweat it out or whatnot. And, and that's okay. But however, you gotta, you gotta remember that as you're exercising and you're doing these things, you're, you're keeping your pores open and allowing that channel for those, those things to hang out and get in and, and contaminate you. Key thing to remember after all of these, these five steps, key thing to remember is that the quicker you go through this process, the better. The quicker you can get through these five steps, the better. One to the next, to the next, to the next. Keep it in mind, put it in play. We love fighting fire. We love everything about it. The excitement of getting toned out, riding in the truck to the scene, wearing the gear and doing the work. Make sure that you're doing what you can to keep in the game for as long as you can. Not only that, do what you can so you can enjoy a happy and healthy retirement. Be the leaders of this ideal in your organizations, guys. Set the standard. Lead by example. If you don't see yourself as a leader, it's time to change that mentality too. I've put together a challenge that can help you initiate a leadership mentality regardless of what rank you hold. This will help you become more aware of what's going on around you. There's a link to the 12 Days of Leadership in the show notes, or you can visit the Ignited website and click on the link in the top right corner at ignitedff.com. As always, thank you for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. Please subscribe and share. We're a brotherhood, and somewhere along the way, I feel we've forgotten that. Let's be here for each other and rebuild the sense of brotherhood that attracted us to the fire service in the first place. I'd like to invite you all to join the Ignited Firefighter podcast Facebook group. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and discuss the topics touched on in the show. As we lift each other, we become stronger. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.